Welcome back, everyone, and we have reviewed another 10 albums on the Rolling Stone Top 500 list, so that means we are at our re-ranking episode. Ben, we're through 20 albums of this 2020 list. That's a lot of 20s. Yeah, you know, we uh, when we decided to re-release episodes that we'd done before, we thought, let's do two per week. And uh, I thought, yeah, with so many of them having already been reviewed, um, we'll have plenty of time to work ahead and do the others. <laughs> the pace has felt pretty intense yeah, at times. Yeah. Uh, cranking through 20 episodes in, in 10 weeks. Now, I know, you know, we didn't have to come up with brand new episodes, but we did a bit of a uh, refresher intro for each of the ones that we'd already done. And yeah. so, um, yeah, it's been interesting to piece those together and to to move at this pace. It's been really fun, I think, to revisit some of our older episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully our listeners are enjoying that too, as just to see, you know, what we've learned in the years since those ones came out. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Even how our, our sound quality and audio has changed yeah, over that's that time. Right. And the other exciting thing of the six new albums we have reviewed or new to us uh, that we mm-hmm. hadn't reviewed previously, uh, five of those had a special guest, in one case, two guests. Uh, so That's right. that has been really exciting to have more wonderful people join us usually people who know the album much better than we do. So that's been right. just, just great. And of course we will, we'll talk about those people as we go through these albums, but absolutely. Uh, We've said it time and time again, but um, we are also seeing far more uh, genre and mm-hmm. sort of ethnicity mm-hmm. diversity of this 2020 list as well. So I think it's been, you know, even though uh, we haven't had to do as many new reviews, I think the the reviews we've done, have been stretching us maybe in ways that the older lists did not always. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we'll dive right into it as we normally do. We're gonna, we're doing albums number 11 to 20. We'll work our way from 20 back to 11 and we'll tell you what Rolling Stone put and then what we've put if we were to re-rank these 10 albums only. And then when we're done that out of the 20 albums, we'll pick our, our top 10. Yep. And if you were with us when we did, uh, after we did the 60th album on the 2012 list, you know, we, <laughs> we had 60 albums that we picked. So every, every time we do this, we add another 10 and then we pick what we think the best 10 are in our minds that we've done right. so far. So, right. Okay. So at number 20, this is where Rolling Stone had Radiohead's Kid A. Mm-hmm. And we have an interesting thing here <laughs> that's happened, <laughs> which happens a lot. So I picked the Rolling Stones' "Exile on Main Street" album. Um, yep. Man, I just I couldn't connect with this at all. <laughs> we've done this is the second time we've kind of come back to it. Um, mm-hmm. I just I got nothing. I just it's a double album. It's long. <laughs> I don't find it exciting. Uh, I got nothing else to say, um, <laughs> but but you and you put at least one higher Bob Dylan Bob Dylan's Highway 61 revisited, which is the album that we've been criticizing 
ever since we reviewed it at number four on the 2012 list. Right. Um, so, so give me your thoughts on that and why you like that even less than Exile on Main Street. Uh, these these could have gone either way. Uh, actually, I think for a moment had Exile at the bottom there, and then thought, no, I think Highway 61. I think for the Stones album, um, there's nothing about it that I find offensive. I don't find it terribly engaging, but I can I could put it on in the background and it would be fine. It's you know like we've said many times, sort of standard four four classic rock, and there's nothing necessarily bad about it. There are occasional times when. I think on slower Stones tracks, I have a hard time with um, uh, Mick's uh, voice when mm-hmm. he's a little bit more contemplative with his with his singing. Uh, but but for the most part, it's like it's fine. And yeah. uh, uh, there there was even a moment I was listening to uh, some classic rock radio station re- recently where a song came on. I was like, oh, this has kind of a, a neat groove to it. I wonder who this is. And then Mick started singing, and I was like, oh, it's the Stones. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's not necessarily that that I have a problem with with them. It just doesn't really, like, really resonate with me. So I think that's the difference. Highway 61, for me, I get bothered by it at times. It's also also not music that I really love, but... um, and there's lots of stuff there that I understand why other people like it. Mm-hmm. There's qualities of it that I think are great, but I, there's there's definitely things on that album that I'm like, ugh, this is not good and not okay. <laughs> not deserving of being on this list. Um, that's the the little subtleties between those two, I guess, for me. <laughs> no, I like that, and and I can I can relate to that. There are certainly things on Highway 61 that, yeah, that I had a problem with. I think I found, uh-huh. for me, Exxon Main Street just so, uh, I don't want to use the word boring, but really just not exciting. Uh, put not in front of any other positive uh, <laughs> describing word you want. And it just it yeah. wasn't, whereas, yeah, I've, but I felt the second time around enjoying Highway 61 just a little bit more. Oh, I'm not sure why. Like, just maybe because we've had more time with Dylan now. Have you played it again? Have you actually gone back and re-listened to the entire thing? Not the thing? whole thing. Like, a few tracks. Okay. I think when we did I think when we did our preamble, I listened right. to just a few tracks just to kind of remind myself mm-hmm. of what they sounded mm-hmm. like. And I was like, oh, you know what? I don't hate these. Yeah. Um, but still, it's, yeah, it's just not my thing. Um, so, I and I think, like, you, you could flop those two either way for me, and I wouldn't. Right. They're... They're the two I enjoyed the least out of these ten, for sure, yep. without yep. no question. And and I'll say before we move on, um, there are like two or three I really really liked. There are two that I didn't like, and then the rest are like could go in any order really. Before we get there, they're like all yeah. like there's they're they're all okay. I think the funny thing is, as I look at this list, it looks like we've got three groups. Like I th- <laughs> we, we have the same group, top yeah. three, we have the same bottom two, and then we've got five albums in the middle that we've kind of mixed up, mixed up a little, but they're they're in that middle yeah. club. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think that's significant. I well, I think we have we have similar tastes right, for a lot right. of things. Um, yep. Anyways, well, well, let's let's actually share with our listeners what we're talking about. Sure. Um, uh, Rolling Stones number 19 was Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. We've already talked about what we had for 19. For number 18, Rolling Stone put Bob Dylan's Highway 61 Revisited. Uh, what do you have for number 18 there, Ben? 
This is where I have uh, Public Enemies. It takes a nation of millions. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I, like you were saying, there's there's a couple of albums that could have gone either way for me here. This is one of those. I appreciate its sort of inspiration and its uh, classic hip-hop origins. It was fun to have a conversation with Glenn about it, but it's not one that I feel terribly compelled to put back on again. Um, right. I think, I think I'd rather listen to all the ones that come ahead of it on this list. Um, okay before I'd put it on again and so that's why it falls here so out of the th- so there's three rap albums in mm-hmm. this group of ten and you put this the lowest out of the three so are you right. saying out of the three rap albums this was the this is the one that you would come back to the least right correct. okay this is where I put uh, Aretha Franklin's I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You and this was challenging too because I I mean it was fantastic like, yeah. It's weird that it's like, you know, the <laughs> the number eight album for me in this 10, but I, I have no problem with that album at all. It's just not a genre that I think I'm going to even, same with hip hop, like it's just not a genre I think I'm going to come back to a lot. There are a few songs mm-hmm. like Respect, you know, oh, come on. It's one of the best songs mm-hmm. ever written, ever, for sure. Like if you told me it was a top 10 song of all time, I wouldn't argue with you. Sure. Um, it's it's one of the best songs ever written. Mm-hmm. So, I, I again, it's just not the genre that I'll come back to. Mm-hmm. That leads in nicely because that's what you had for number seventeen. Rolling Stone had uh, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" by Kanye West. So, uh, mm-hmm. but this is where you put Aretha Franklin's album. Yeah, yeah. This one maybe was the hardest one for me to to rank here um it's not one that i necessarily feel drawn back to but it is definitely great Mm -hmm. i I don't Mm -hmm. have much i don't have i I don't have anything bad to say about it um it's just maybe not something that i'm i'm terribly compelled by and so uh i like i think i will probably revisit this and put it on in the background somewhere at some point in the future but um uh yeah, it, it floats in sort of an ambiguous space for me where I totally understand why it's here. It just maybe it's not my favorite uh, sort of uh, style, I guess. Right. Yeah, number 17, I put The Clash's London Calling. And this was weird for me mm-hmm. because we've talked about this a few times, or I have for myself, that I yeah. still feel like I should like this album more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's got the sort of punk influence oh, yeah. there and, and like this is like innovative I was, punk too. growing up I was listening to a lot of stuff like this even though I wasn't listening yep. to this I was listening to everything yep. that came from this mm-hmm. in the 90s uh, that came from this stuff and the stuff that followed in the 80s uh, but it's just again not one that I've been very compelled to put back on again which mm-hmm. is where I, and, and you know I could even I almost even bumped this down another spot below Aretha's because I mean, that was new to me. This was like sort of new, but again, not compelling and not because yeah. it's not good because it is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good music. It's and it's it was uh, important music and made an impact. But th- that's where I struggled with these 10. And I don't know if you felt the same thing Now we're approaching halfway. It, it was just hard to kind of put them places. Number one. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this again. Boy, this is a diverse 10 albums. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't, you know, going from Aretha Franklin to Kendrick Lamar, 
you know, and everything in between. <laughs> the Beatles, uh, Michael Jackson, it's crazy. Bob Dylan. And I don't know if you've uh, if you felt this too, but I find myself feeling a little bit more of a, a kind of like an eye for the future uh, this time around. I felt like the first okay. time we did our re-rankings, I, I was taking the albums sort of like really thinking critically about you know where they stand next to the first 10 um and this time i'm like well there's there's other good stuff coming uh i don't really need to spend as much time with these because i'm not sure that any of them are really going to hang out for too long in my top 10 and yeah so there's yeah. like a, i'm holding them a little looser yeah if that makes any sense yeah. i did the same thing especially the ones for which the genre doesn't align with you know what i I'm often drawn, drawn to, and um, that's a weird thing. It doesn't seem as fair to the music as <laughs> maybe right. our first time through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At number 16, Rolling Stone magazine put The Clash's London Calling, mm-hmm. and uh, you and I, I think this is the one of the only places in this top 10 where we put the same album, uh, yep. Kanye West's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, so why, why do you have this here? At, 16 um i think uh this is the rap album that i found the easiest to listen okay. to sound wise but i don't feel like it had quite the depth of to pimp a butterfly and so i mm. i put it here as opposed to a little bit higher um i really think kanye is a brilliant producer and um mm-hmm. sort of soundscape he creates is really great uh, I'm still a little bit torn on what to do with him as a person, yeah. as an icon, and yeah. you know, it, it doesn't seem quite as offensive as like you know Bill Cosby's legacy. I don't feel much. Uh, I mean, I feel some sadness, but I don't really ever feel compelled to put the Cosby Show on these days. Right. Um, whereas yeah. this, this is kind of more of a uh, I don't know, just a, a strange kind of celebrity where um, hasn't necessarily done anything really evil or horrific just i'm bothered by him yeah <laughs> and uh so um, but uh I, I think this is a great album and i'm curious to hear your thoughts as to why it comes in here as number six on this list for you yeah and this is of the three uh, rap albums this is the lowest one for me um oh yeah interesting i I could have bumped it even a few lower uh i don't know if i'll return to this but it felt at least for me a little more relevant and a little easier because it's modern to kind of slip into it um some of the hits some of the real peppy ones that we really there's still i mean it's only 10 years old so it's still uh very relevant to it's uh, similar to the music we listen to now uh i don't know how i i didn't I didn't love all of it. Um, and yeah, he is a little weird. And I think, you know, it's called My Dark Twisted Fantasy. So you knew the album would be a little weird. Um, and he didn't try and hide it. And I don't have a problem with that. But I just don't know how often I'm going to come back to it. Um, as a producer, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just just wild. Just crazy stuff. And, and really impressive. Um, but you mentioned depth. And I agree with I agree with you. You know, to pimp a butterfly has way more depth. And even yeah. uh, well, if I could segue here, um, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back by Public Enemy. That's where that's our next album for Rolling Stone at number mm-hmm. fifteen. And I kept it there. Um, I found it again. I did find it familiar because we grew up kind of 
hearing these sounds. Um, mm-hmm. When we were really coming into our mid-teens listening to more music, that was 90s hip-hop. This was a little early, but still, we heard a lot of this stuff. It was still very popular, so that was kind of like a bit of bit of an old friend like oh yeah i remember this stuff you know <laughs> because yeah, it wasn't yeah. something that i had but it was something that i knew of um because it was around so i think i'm more likely to come back to that public enemy uh especially mm. some of the big hits than this because it was uh kanye it was hard to listen to kanye mm-hmm. like it, it was it was a stretch for some of it you know and and again mm-hmm. that's not negative it's just it was, some of it was challenging yep yep uh, but what do you have at number 15 here, Ben? This is where I have uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Um, I I really like the sort of prophetic voice of mm. Kendrick, but I think the four albums they have ahead of this are, are ones stylistically that I'm more... Yep. Uh, that, are, that are more of a sweet spot for me. Yep. Um, so while this is the sort of highest-ranking rap album on this list... And probably one that I'll revisit. I just feel like there's so much there that I have still to unpack. Um, that's that's where it wound up, based basically based on what else was was still here on this list. And I'll echo those thoughts in a moment. Uh, number fourteen for Rolling Stone magazine was "Exile Main Street" by the Rolling Stones, um, yep. and they're, they're heavyweights. They're still heavyweights on this list. So. Uh, they that album was previously number seven, so they bumped it down to number yep. seven, but it's still way up there. Um, but this is where I put "To Pimp a Butterfly," and I I'm still warming up to this album, but it's so compelling, it's so packed. I mean, I we did we did a bit of research. We had a great conversation with Daryl about it, where he started uncovering a lot of the a lot of the imagery and allegory in it for us which was really helpful and i feel like i'm still just barely scratching the surface on this album there's so much lyrically in it Uh, musically it's it's very interesting as well very compelling musically there's a lot of new stuff when i put it on i I, first tracks i was like this is hip-hop now (laughs) this is so and that wasn't a negative comment it was just it was so different you know, like i said putting yeah. on putting on public enemy even though i didn't listen it was like yeah i know this this is familiar yeah. this is <laughs> this is like an old friend that i or an acquaintance let's right. say that i know right. but putting on kendrick lamar i was like oh i have no idea what <laughs> hip-hop sounds like these days this is i'm a fish <laughs> out of water that being said it was exciting it was powerful it was very challenging very challenging some of it hard to listen to uh pretty heavy topics at times and it you know it takes as we discussed it takes uh you almost need a dictionary or or have to google open <laughs> to uh yeah. to under to really understand a lot of the references if you want to go that deep and like i said in our in our review of it it, it is like just walking through a field and just being able to keep turning over boulders rocks with a, <laughs> a treasure under each one you know yeah. there's so yeah. much there so you can come back to it again and again and again and find more that he's uh that he's hidden in there so uh i, I was just very moved by it uh very powerful and like you said a pro- you said many times a prophetic voice and i totally agree and 
it almost feels more relevant now than when it came out. <laughs> I mean, it certainly was extremely yeah, relevant, but but yeah. with, with the you know that was in 2015. Of course, with the change in the presidential administration into the early 2017, we've seen you know obviously racial tensions uh, increase uh, significantly, mm-hmm. and so these issues have been right at the forefront of everything in the last four years. So yeah, um, sad, but, but extremely important and extremely relevant and, and extremely compelling. So I don't need to keep going, but it was, it was a, it was a big surprise for me. And, and, and like I said, it took a little while. Like yeah. It took a while mm-hmm. to digest it. Cause it was, it's a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. There are still tracks on that album that I find like so jarring that they make me want to skip ahead. So yeah. I yeah, totally, absolutely get that. Yeah. But it's like, but it's almost like I feel with those ones, they're jarring, but I want, I want to mm-hmm. figure them out. Like I want unpack to come it. back yeah. and yeah, and unpack it and, and be a little more comfortable with it. But anyways, mm-hmm. that's why I put that there. A, a lot of explanation for the number four album, but still, I, th- I think it's worth it because it's just so different, so different yeah. than anything I've ever listened to. Um, yeah. What would you have for number 14, Ben? Here at number 14, um, I've got London Calling. Um, I think I have a bit more nostalgia with this album. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, even though it's not something I necessarily reach for anymore, I, I still really like it. Yeah. And uh, so I have it here at number four. I think that makes sense. And I think that's probably the difference for me with that one. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I, don't have, I don't have a history with it. You know, and I think right. if I did, it probably would be higher. I mean, I yeah. guess that's kind of obvious, but still. Um, so number 13 for Rolling Stone magazine was I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You, Aretha Franklin. Uh, and let's go with you, Ben. What did you have for number 13? Yeah, here's where I tucked uh, Thriller. Um, I know you and I have both had this in our top 10s in yeah. the past, and then it's fallen out, and we yeah. haven't quite known why. Like, it's... It's definitely great. It's got all these, you know, best-selling album. Um, it's it's got so many memorable uh, hit singles. Oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, and yet it's it's also not necessarily genre-wise a, a space that we often find ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely great. And so, uh, yeah, I have it here at, at the uh, third spot. I want to comment on that album now. It's I put that in the second spot. Uh, but uh, you and I have inverted our second and third, so I'll comment on Thriller now, mm-hmm. <laughs> piggybacking yours. Um, sure. It's so familiar, so easy to listen to. Uh, even though I tend to listen to the album start to finish, I think I knew every track. Um, <laughs> I think I had heard every track. Some like yeah, It might have yeah. been one or two I didn't know, but I had heard all of them because most of those like six singles out of the ten tracks or nine tracks. Um so so familiar, so easy to listen to, and I think and so catchy. I think that's why I put it in the number two spot uh, because it was just not challenging, but really comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I didn't I didn't put this other album that we're going to talk about next ahead of it (laughs) so Mm -hmm. uh number 12 for rolling stone was thriller michael jackson Uh, 
uh, I'll talk about my number 13 now, which is the same as your number 12, the number two out of this 10, uh, Kid A. So Radiohead's Kid A. So I, I really enjoyed it. It was, again, new for me and surprising for me. But this is another album that was very challenging, challenging to listen to, a lot to unpack, yeah. and more music. Like lyrically, I went back through the lyrics, and even in our discussion with Cam, I was looking through the lyrics as we were talking. Uh, very stripped down. Like some of the albums, like one paragraph that's just repeated. Um, there's not much by way of lyrics uh, in terms of content mm-hmm. and and quantity. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, not I don't mean content like that they weren't good, but there's just not a lot of them. So musically, there was a ton to unpack and very mm-hmm. diverse album. And I wasn't familiar with it. So I think because of that is why I put it at three, not two. Uh, because yeah. Thriller was just still more comfortable. But I think that Kid A is way has way more depth. Um, but... You, you could you could you could convince me to switch them up, <laughs> uh, but you've got yeah. kid, you've got Kid A here at number two. So yeah, I'm. Uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah, uh, about Kid A. Yeah, I think in our in our um, leading up to Kid A, I texted you and said, "Hey, what what other album we've reviewed? Does this remind you?" Oh, of? Right. Listed a few others, and I said, "No, Dark Side." And you're like, "Oh, yeah, interesting." I I wonder now. Do you do you feel those some Pink Floyd vibes in the sort yeah. of melodic yeah uh playing with sound okay absolutely yeah. having spending a little more time with the album since you added yeah. that absolutely and um th- yeah there's a few <laughs> uh a kind of guitar driven um melodic songs mm-hmm. uh, and even then using the voice as an instrument yes uh and not necessarily being concerned with what it's saying but the sound it's making and, and although it doesn't sound new to us, but Pink Floyd was really pushing the envelope in 1973 with technology yeah. and doing yeah. a lot of really different stuff. Uh, and yeah. that's what Kid A did. Sorry. And that's what Radiohead did with Kid A in uh, 2000 when they released this. So they were, wow. It's still, it, like, it sounds like at least five years ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking back over the last 20 years. So uh, yeah, definitely a lot of comparisons to Pink Floyd, um, and I didn't I didn't hear it at first, but just digging into it more, like yeah, for sure, totally agree. <laughs> so this leads us to the number eleven album, and one of the rare times that all th- uh, <laughs> the three slots on our spreadsheet all say the same thing. So this is where yeah. Rolling Stone had Revolver, and you and I both agree that out of these ten, it's the best one. Um, yeah, well, your comments, Ben. I mean, I, you know how I feel about it. <laughs> but it's not your favorite Beatles album. No, but this re- re-listening to our episode made me think, like, wow, why wasn't I a bit more high on this album? Like, there isn't much wrong with it. No. I think I got hung up a little bit on some of the experimental uh, Indian-sounding editions okay. yeah. uh-huh. when we first listened to it. Sure. Uh as like uh, that doesn't need to be there. I think I, I we even sort of had a running joke for a while that like a lot of these same era Beatles albums have like one or two tracks that that I'd easily lose and be fine with. Um, and and I think when this was like you know a top ten album, I was like it shouldn't be great if it's got an, a track that I'd cut. But I think my I think my opinion on that has softened somewhat since then. And um, uh, yeah, it's a really 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 good album really great album 
and um, uh, it wasn't easy, you know, like my process when we do this is like, okay, of these 10 albums, are there any I really don't like? Okay, they go in the bottom. Are there any that I really do love? And they go at the top. And there was really just one, I think, this time where I was like, yeah, that's definitely an album I would say. I love that that album. And Revolver was it. Great. So um, that's where it is. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's my favorite Beatles album. It's like an old friend. I love listening mm-hmm. to this album. There's there's hardly anything about it I don't like. It's one I've been listening to for many years, so it's familiar as well. Um, it's not mm-hmm. kind of a new thing that I just got into that I'm still kind of uh, in the honeymoon stages with. It's uh, <laughs> had a long relationship, <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, I could think of putting really. I mean, thrillers, thriller is amazing, um, but I can't really think of putting anything ahead of that, at least in these ten. Um, sure. Yeah, it's it's just it's and there's so many like huge hits on it, like massive songs that mm-hmm. you know decades of people have been listening to. So yeah, that's that's it for me there too. Easy slam dunk there. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. look through no, our no, old no uh, our old re ranking. I don't know that there's ever been a time where all three have lined up, but maybe oh, I'm yeah. overlooking something. Yeah, because be I the first. I think the very first time we did it. I I agreed with um, Sergeant Pepper's being the best album, but you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> uh, and there's lots of times where it's just the two of us. I thought maybe that one. So yeah. So the uh, so, okay. So it never did. Were the three? Where maybe. We... I'm, I, yeah, it's a lot to look at. Oh no! Here, number forty nine at Fillmore East. Oh. <laughs> um, maybe that's the other time. That yeah. might be the only other that's time. Funny. Wow. Okay. Cool. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The next part is where uh, we do our all-time top 10. Now, this is just 20 albums, so we have to pick half <laughs> of the ones yeah. we've listened to and rank them. And to me, it was tricky because there was still a lot where I was like, yeah, I'll put it here, but next time it's not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. Uh, let's see if uh, we can have a look at this. All right. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I already know what I put, so you know I wasn't doing anything on my side of the list. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, uh, okay. So yours is almost identical to the to your first ten. Um, yeah, I had I took off three at the bottom, and I put the top three from this time and oh. put them in the bottom. Oh, so you, your first um, seven, you I left kept, them. You left them there. I kept the same oh, top okay. seven, and then just moved oh, Revolver, okay. Kid A, and Thriller up to seven, eight, uh, okay. eight nine, ten. Just so, read them out for us, real quick. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> my top seven are the same as our first time around. Songs in the Key of Life, followed by What's Going On, Blue, Rumors, Abbey Road, Pet Sounds, 
The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, those are all holdovers. Um, I dropped Purple Rain, Nevermind, and Blood on the Tracks in favor of Revolver, Kid A, and Thriller. Right. Um, you, you've you also added three, or have you just added two? You've added three as well, um, but in different spots. Three. Yeah, I've only added three. Oh, I didn't add Thriller? Ooh. <laughs> huh. So wait, wait it a was second. Tricky. It was tricky. <laughs> you, <laughs> you've added three, but your second best <laughs> album from this <laughs> did not make the cut. <laughs> How did that happen? That was tricky. Uh, maybe I missed Explain that. Explain your trickery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's a weird one. I don't know what I'm... I... And in the same way, if I put Thriller on, I don't think that next time it would still be there. It's going to lie. Right, yeah, right. So it, and I think that when I got down to the last few, it was like, well, it doesn't matter. Whatever I put here is going to be gone next week. But anyways, <laughs> I put... Um, so at number one, I put Revolver because it's still mm-hmm. like my favorite album. Um, and that's that was what I did uh, when I saw you had it at number eight. It's like, <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> um, however... Uh, continually, uh, what's going on is one that just hasn't touched me in the same way. It's it's connect, right. connected with you, and and a part of me feels a little bad, although it's I shouldn't feel bad about it because it's just about no, it's just, you. Yeah, it's 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 just the things that we're connecting with, and I mm-hmm. but I still kind of like oh man, I, even even after only twenty, I didn't put it on the top ten. <laughs> oh no, I did put it there. I did put it there. I put it at number uh, number eight. But anyway, so I've got revolver. Then Blue, uh, Rumors, Abbey Road, Miseducation of Lauren Hill, I really enjoyed. Songs of the Gay Life. Then I put Kid A, uh, What's what's Going On, Uh, Nevermind, and To Pimp a Butterfly. And I think To Pimp a Butterfly, I put it up there simply because it's just, I'm still digesting it and I'm just not sure, like, if I'm going to like it a lot more than I like it now, the more time I spend with it, or if I'll kind of like, I'll get it. And then I probably won't listen to it much. Cause again, it's not, it's not it's a genre I listen to much, but week. I'm still, I'm still, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what I should have put there. Um, yeah. We'll give thriller an honorable mention because I did have it ranked higher than kid a and to butterfly on our re-ranked this week. Maybe perhaps an oversight on my part, but still I see this change. This is going to change a lot for me. Yeah. It's going to shuffle. It's going to shuffle around. There's going to be things come off, new things come on. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I say at least the top four are probably going to stay like that for a while. Um, Those are pretty solid albums. Yeah. uh, For me, revolver, blue rumors, Abbey road. I mean, yeah, (laughs) that's, um, Lauren Hill, I don't know. It was so cool. Was so cool listening to that. Like, yeah, great. But again, I don't listen to that type of music all the time, so maybe right. it'll move down a bit too. So, great, we did it. We did it. <laughs> so We're on our way again. again. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't want to talk too much about the next ten albums, but we know that of those ten, we have already reviewed seven of them. Three will be <laughs> new, mm-hmm. and there's something in common about all three. And that's that they're all hip-hop albums. All hip-hop albums and all, um, well, I guess Voodoo came out in 2000. But they're all somewhat vintage uh, at this point. Uh, Two albums from the 90s and one from the year 2000. So 
Um, it's not like the Kanye Kendrick combo of uh, you know both within the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, these are these are throwing back a little bit farther here now. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to tackle them. It'll be interesting to see sort of how they fit between some of the albums that we've already listened to so far in that same genre. And um, uh, yeah, I'm also I I, I know D'Angelo's kind of a you know got a reputation as sort of a heartthrob and mm. and maybe the the term we often throw around for that kind of music baby making music um (laughs) i'm curious to see you know where where he fits with that genre given that there's that dynamic coming into play here a little bit differently than some of the other rap and hip-hop that we've listened to so far Mm -hmm. um so that'll be interesting some albums i really loved uh during our first journey through here as well uh couple of beatles albums that that have been knocked down into this bunch of 30 with uh Peppers and the White Album. Yeah, two, and, those um, are the two albums on this next 10 that were previously in the top 10. Mm, and yeah. they're both Beatles albums. Mm-hmm. We've also got um, The Velvet Underground and Nico, which comes up from time to time uh, mm-hmm. for its influence and mm-hmm. our struggle with it, perhaps. And uh, and a couple of uh, a couple more albums by really stellar female vocalists yeah. with uh, Carol King record there and a Patti Smith album both of which we've tackled before so mm-hmm. yeah it should, be, it should be really fun to, to yep. go through these next 10 yep um it's probably worth saying we are going to take some time uh we're we're not planning on diving right in next week with uh our next album review we're going to try and catch up a little bit yeah get some of the ones we haven't reviewed under our belt so that we can continue our pace of two reviews per week um, whenever we do come back, uh, we're not exactly sure when that will be. I'm, I'm guessing we'll take a few weeks off and, and then get back to it. Yeah, we'll definitely. We'll be a few. Be in the new year. Um, we're now about halfway through December in 2020, um, so it'll be sometime, maybe late January, early February. We'll uh, we'll let you know. Uh huh. And as long as you're subscribed, you won't miss out at all. No. No. Uh, there's still some time if you're listening to this and you're uh, you're a hip hop fan, uh, Notorious B.I.G.'s Ready to Die, and uh, Wu Tang Center the Wu Tang 36 Chambers, and even uh, D'Angelo's Voodoo. Uh, um, Dr. Dre is coming up in the next group of ten as well, so there'd be there'd be another one from that sort of same era of of rap and hip hop that. Right. So if you uh, if if you're listening and you're a big fan and you would uh, want to join us as a a guest host please uh drop us a line or we'd be happy to have yeah, you absolutely thanks so much for listening it's meant a lot to to continue to see our numbers rise uh, with yeah. every new season that we put out and um i think we're really still just having a blast doing this so hopefully we can keep it going and get a little deeper than 60 into <laughs> this new 2020 list before they release another one that's right yeah Yeah, maybe we'll make it to 120 this time (laughs) (laughs) well uh until then we hope you're well that you're safe and we hope you'll join us next time on the sound logic podcast take care if you like what you hear subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review send us a message at our facebook page on instagram or through our sound logic podcast twitter feed thanks for listening (laughs) 